Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. All right, Natasha. Uh-huh. You know, we take two months off or I don't know what it was, seven weeks, eight weeks. Oh, the world changes, right? I cannot believe how much has changed. And we're like, we're just going to take a few weeks off, you know, so we could both travel in July. And here it is. Like, what is it? Mid-August? I don't even know what month it is anymore. I know. It's it, August. We came back to each other we eventually. We did. We did. We always find a way back to each other. <laughs> Years apart, states apart, you know, basically the entire country apart. I know, we do. We really do. We're meant to be. Um, Where do you, I don't know, where do you want to start? Because I don't even know where to start. I mean, everything has changed. Let's see. I moved. I got divorced, finally. What? Um, what? Yes, I got a tattoo. What? I went to a bachelorette party for my sister. We I... had one birthday, Sam's getting ready for Sophie's in a week. Um, that's my nutshell that we can get into, but you, I mean, mine is all like stress, but in a good way, stress yours, I like my heart just 
broke for you when you told me about what you've been going through. Oh, my God. Well, um, I really love talking to you because I think people get this from our episodes that we've been doing. But you are an incredibly spiritual person. You've been through hell and back. You've been through hell and back. And I get such strength from you because, like, to me, I think one of the lowest points, right, that you went through was, you know, having the girls taken away from you and then, like, keeping any amount of faith. I always say to you, you're, like, the luckiest woman in the entire world. She's the luckiest woman. So being in your – Very blessed. Being in your aura, I think, is very good luck and gives me a lot of hope. And – like I told you this morning, because you and I talked offline before this, I when I put these things out, I just get the most amazing stories and signs of hope. And, you know, you always think what you're going through is rough. And then you hear somebody else and you're like, oh, my God, thank God. You know, I, I don't even have it nearly as bad as some other people. So I've gained a lot of strength from that. And, yeah, this miscarriage totally sucked. But I told you the – for me, and I think Schman is actually the one that's like struggling the most because he's sort of the voice of reason in our whole situ- all of our situations. But from the beginning, I just felt like something was off about this pregnancy. I wasn't anticipating getting pregnant because we were going to start IVF. Um, and I was kind of looking forward to IVF because they really test the eggs. So so when you're over 40, you know, I mean, anytime you do IVF at any age, but you know the egg quality. You know if it's a good one or not, right? So I wasn't even anticipating getting pregnant. I got pregnant. From the start, I just had this bad feeling, and Schman was like, you're you're nuts, and that's true. Uh, But he's the one kind of having a hard time because I think he felt like, well, you know, what are the chances that we'd have this second crazy miscarriage? And then here we are. Mm -hmm. But I told you, too, the silver lining for me is I'm very clear about the path. And the path for us is egg donor. So, you know, it sucks. I wish I didn't have to find out this way. But we were getting ready to do two rounds of IVF. And the doctor was so lovely. And he was like, look, I would, at your age, I would try two rounds. And if it doesn't work, I would move on to egg donor. And so I think the only silver lining in this is moving on to egg donor is very, very clear. I am ready to work with a 27-year-old's eggs instead of a 41-year-old's, and I am completely (laughs) fine with that. (laughs) You know, it's like I was telling you on the phone this morning, though. I am, because you just had the DNC last Thursday. I am in shock and in awe of how quickly you were able to change your perspective on this. Because going through a miscarriage at 14 weeks, I mean, any amount, is awful, but you got past that first trimester mark. Like that's time where you're already bonding and falling in love with the idea and starting to accept it. Um, And the fact that you've been able to see things so positively and to have your faith be strengthened from this situation is it's inspirational in me, Sarah. Like it's, It's incredible. It takes a long time, you know, and I'm sure people can understand this when you go through whatever your devastating situation is. It takes a long time and work to truly believe in a positive perspective change, to see the silver lining, to be able to get past all the heartbreak and the emotions, to like find that little bit of light in you that believes in a positive outlook from it. Like you were saying that you know, you didn't spend the money on IVF. You got pregnant on your own right before you were about to try. And that 
Now you have complete clarity and peace of mind that you want to go egg donor instead of using your own eggs. Like those are amazing positive perspectives. And I'm just so in awe of how you were able to find that light in the situation so quickly and in the midst of something so devastating. How do you think you, what's your advice to women on how you were able to, <laughs> I mean, like, you say that, but, but like, I'm, how were you able to flip, flip the switch on your perspective? I mean, it's so funny you say that, but I'm like a complete mess behind the scenes. You know, I've, I've, every day I wake up and like ball, you know, at some point, like it, I, I and I did a podcast yesterday or a couple days ago, Monday, um, where I told the story. I cry like through the entire podcast, like, mess uh but I think look I'm always a believer I'm a believer of two things one I 100% unequivocally believe that God has the greatest plan for myself and my family like without a doubt like if you I don't know had a gun to my head I'd be like I have that I don't know why it's happening this way (laughs) I don't want this gun to my head but I have the I have the greatest faith in that Two, I think when things are out of your control, right? So I think to myself, I did everything I could to make this pregnancy healthy. I'd just seen a nutritionist before. I started this great like nutrition program and was feeling so good and exercising and cutting out alcohol. And so when things are out of your control like that, I feel like you have two options. You can be swallowed by the sorrow or you can you can just pick up every day and go, okay, like, I'm not going to give up. I get, I, I can't give up. That's it. I don't know. Is just that- so much of it, at least, you know, I don't know if you feel this way, even on the days, like when I've been in that, that, that phase of just like grief and sorrow and where you wake up in the morning and it's the first thing you feel because it's yes. that you know, inundating that lots of times it's just, it's like making a conscious choice, like saying it, faking it until you're making it, like, you know, repeating to yourself the positive side of this is silver lining, you know, choosing to believe in faith that there's a plan. And even if it doesn't come naturally to truly believe it every day, the more you keep reminding yourself, the more it eventually becomes true. Like, do you find that too? I, yeah, you have to, you have to choose it. 100%. And I do, I mean, I think it's important. I'm sure, well, I wonder how you've felt over the years, but I think it's important to grieve it. Like I do, you know, we're going to therapy this week. So we'll see our, our couple's therapist. And I know that session will be so emotional and draining the entire time because she's like, tell me what's coming up for you. And it's like, uh, depression, you know, <laughs> depression uh-huh. and uh, sadness. But Complete heartbreak. Yeah. I think you got to grieve it. And, you know, because I want to be healthy and in a good mind space when I do get pregnant with a healthy baby. So I take time and and grieve it and feel like shit. But then, you know, you have to choose. Like, you've got to choose the rest of the day. So I'm I'm doing things like, I don't usually start my day with upbeat music. But every morning I'm like, I'm going to just play like good music that I like. Um, And then am I nuts? But I'm thinking for my mental health of dropping $1,200 and going to see Taylor Swift tomorrow night because I've been so inspired by the Eras tours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, I hope Sophie did not hear you. She, that kid, that just this morning, she goes, mom, how far is Indiana? I'm like, uh, far <laughs> and it's Indiana. Why? She's like, because that's a new date on the Eras tour. 
But no, I don't think you're crazy for that at all. That is, with what has happened, you deserve that. And if that's going to make you feel better, 100%, I think you should go do that. Shaman's like, why are you? That's a justified one. Why are you spending? I'm like, I'm in serious retail therapy. We went shopping last week and bought him like a whole new wardrobe. (laughs) I'm in retail. I'm in money therapy, which is not, it's not, that's not really good because material things don't get you anything. But I think I'm going to go to the Aero store. There is, it can be a little good. It's not good for, to like, to completely go crazy and be irresponsible, but it is okay to shower yourself with those like short-term serotonin boost. This freaking dog. Do you want a dog? Dogs are therapeutic. I don't. No, that would really cause me more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a pet lover. Uh, I wish animals no harm, but I do not want to. Nothing could be worse for me right now than having a dog. Sorry. (laughs) I just don't want. I don't want any part of it, but God bless you. You guys are good with the dog. Don't worry. I love her, but the feeling's mutual. But yes, get dressed up like um, my sister went when um, she came to like Orlando and each one of her friends dressed up as a different Taylor Swift, you know, like from a different um, or era or whatever. And they all went to the show. Do something like that. I'm thinking of going and I'm not a particular Taylor Swift fan, but I just have a calling and I'm sort of, that's going to be another theme of our discussion today but I feel like I should follow it I just I feel like this era's tour we're living through she's she's almost like not of this world like you talk about God on earth I feel like that tour because to create that energy and magic and leave people with this feeling of a sense of wonder is is incredibly hard to do you know this Mm -hmm. she's doing it night after night it's it's truly I think magic in some form so I'm like I want to be a part of that because I just I mean I only know like two songs I'm not particularly a fan but I I feel like what she's doing is like godly no I get it I get it I'm not a Taylor Swift fan at all like I find her annoying sometimes but I would go to this show (laughs) just because it's it's supposed to be that epic and amazing but I say it on the podcast and people hate me so much, but I feel like she is the Michael Jackson of our time. Like she is. There Michael she is. It's I'm it com- sure people do hate us saying that, but I get it. She is to to kids and young people. Because it comes along once in a generation, right? And Michael was that part. Michael was even even after all the allegations and everything. I don't know if you ever watched his documentary, This Is It. It well, I watched the one on HBO with like the survivors and stuff oh, no that wasn't that it came out a few years ago <laughs> that, that was, was, that was that not one. a very positive outlook no, one. no that one wasn't very good this is it yeah. was supposed to be his final finale world tour and it was a documentary leading up to that and you know it was partially produced by him so you're seeing kind of what they want you to see but it also wasn't and it yeah. was just like the magic of him of what he gave to audiences for years. And it was like not of this earth. I mean, it, he was like a, a, just an talent that you can't even describe. And she's on that level. So I feel like I have to be a part of history. So I don't know. I think I'm going tomorrow night. So that'll be therapy. Well, 
You saved uh, $34,000 on IVF, so. Well, no, I haven't. Now I've just spent $34,000 on eggs. Wait, do they really cost that much? Yes. Yes, because you are going Wait, through. Wait, how many eggs is that? You buy? Is that, do they do it in a dozen, you know, like yes. a baker's dozen? They go. do? Yeah. I you... was joking. You buy eggs, women's eggs in a dozen? Yeah. You buy, you buy like <laughs> 10 eggs, 12 eggs, depending on how many kids you want. And I've always wanted three. I don't know how I'm going to get them, but some, I'm going to have one more on my own. So I'll probably buy the 12. And uh, you are buying a guarantee. A lot of them give a guarantee of a live birth because, you know, you're having a 27 year old's egg. So your yeah. your uterus, like as long as it's there isn't a major issue, is l- much less of a factor than if you're carrying your own egg. Um, and that includes the genetic testing on the eggs, which I, I don't even know if I need. I guess that's more of an insurance policy, but I'll probably do it. Um, you can do gender selection. Wait, not- do they test the egg? Do they test the eggs? Like, are the dozen you're buying already tested? Or is there a chance that some of those, yeah. like, you could be buying some duds? No. Uh, yes. You, there's usually a couple duds in there. But they already go through a screening because they give a every egg a, um, a, a like, a grade, if you will, based on um, – I don't think they do, like, deep genetic testing, but they do, like, a preliminary which which tells uh-huh. you like how healthy and sustainable the egg is. So if you already have an A plus egg, the chances of it having some sort of chromosomal issue is very low because it never would have even tested as an A plus egg. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I had no idea, but it makes sense. That's so crazy. If you have four A plus eggs, you know, sometimes the first time doesn't stick because they're learning sort of different things about your body. But usually by the second yeah. time a lot of these um, clinics out here have a 70% live birth rate, 70, 75%. So that's pretty high. So wait, so do you choose to use one of your A plus ones the first time? Or do you choose a lower level because the first one may not work and you don't want to use up an A? No, you pick an A because you're going to have probably multiple A's if you're talking about a 26-year-old's eggs or a 24-year-old's eggs. You're going to have multiple A's. Like if you're 41 – and you get and you get a retrieval of twelve eggs. You may have one, maybe one with an A, maybe. It's so depressing. Well, it's a warning for <laughs> for women. Freeze your eggs, freeze your eggs. Do it as an insurance policy. It's worth the fifteen thousand plus the five hundred dollars a year storage. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. 
How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I've I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. (laughs) They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. Let's talk blissy pillowcases. You guys are buying a ton of pillowcases. And by the way, thank you so much for listening to my sponsors and frequenting them. You guys, this is my full-time gig and I appreciate so much when you frequent my sponsors. I always want to keep my content free for you and I'm very blessed every time you purchase from one of them. Blissy right now, their 100% mulberry silk pillowcases are the best on the market. Don't believe me? You can actually try them for 60 days and if you don't like them, you can return them. Blissy silk pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. Just ask man. Right now I'm looking at our bed because my podcast studio is in my bedroom. Welcome to living in Los Angeles. And Shaman is using a silk pillowcase every night. I think he looks younger too because silk pillowcases actually make you look younger because they don't absorb your nighttime skincare routine. They're great for your hair. They're hypoallergenic and you could throw them in the machine and wash them. Uh, They have over 1.5 raving fans and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash TSFS and get an additional 30% off. That's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y.com slash TSFS to use code TSFS to get an additional 30% off. Sleep cooler this summer with Blissy, baby. Okay. So anyhow, that is my story, but I know it is not done yet. And uh, I plan on sharing the egg donor uh, recipient journey uh, with listeners like I was getting ready to with IVF. Let me ask you, because I mean, I've never been to a sperm donor bank, but the way in TV and the movies, like you kind of look through a book and get to see, you know, this is a six foot tall, blonde, blue eyed male or whatever. Do you get to do that with eggs? Like find out about the different people and then choose which one you want? Oh yeah, 100%. You go through the database and you look at everything and they have to go through a rigorous, you know, I mean, nothing's 100% guarantee, but they do go through a rigorous mental screening. They have to do genetic testing. You know, Schman and I went through genetic testing with this baby um, and now they test you for 468 different genetic things that you could have and everybody has something. So be prepared. Um, I don't know. I had degenerative eye disease and kidney loss or something. So <laughs> that was great. Uh, so yeah, they go through very screening, various things and they, everything you, you know about their mental health, you know about their hair color, their eye color, where they grew up, what they, you know, did all that. Yeah. Have you pictures yet? Like, have you, have you shopped already? No. So, you know, we're a little bit back to the drawing board because the IVF doctor who we love so much, who we're getting ready to go see in San Francisco, one, 
you talk about crazy timing, is retiring September 1. He sent us this note after we got pregnant. He's retiring. <laughs> and two, that really wasn't egg do- I mean, he does egg donor recipient, recipient, but that wasn't really his specialty. So now we've got to be referred. Now we're kind of back to the drawing board looking for a new place. And hopefully we'll find one in Los Angeles because we were getting ready to go to San Francisco for Dr. Weckstein, who's kind of the best in the state for IVF over 40. But now we're looking for a good egg donor um IVF clinic here in LA. So if anybody knows a good one, please let me know. So I'm sort of doing I my cannot research. Wait, you have to chronicle that entire journey. Like I'm so curious. I can't wait to hear every step of it. Girl, there's so much. You got to pick your egg donor. And like then- do you pick somebody that looks like you or do you go crazy and pick, you know, a ginger or something? I think probably someone that looks like me. You know, and it's funny. I've already thought about this. I really don't have that many requirements. My biggest thing is mental health. I want somebody that has a good, you know, I'm a very positive person. So I want to try to have positive kids. So I really want someone. That's true because you can even look at personality type, right? I want somebody that has a, a, you know, look, you don't have to be this like uh, overachieving, outgoing person. But I want somebody that has a good outlook on life and has good mental health because I, I I think that's most important and yes you know they can be intelligent but I don't I don't need a Harvard grad like right I don't need that so exciting so, well I'm so sorry for you but I'm also so happy for you Thank you. I know you are. I know. And I feel like you're a person I could call at any time because you just have such great spiritual, you know, advice. You pray. You have great faith. And I admire that. So I appreciate you, friend. I love you right back. All right. Let's talk about, like, I've been following your life. I really need all the details, actually, because you Went, moved into this beautiful new house. I need to hear about this tattoo. And you finalized your divorce? What? Yeah, like, I'm so it's happy been a crazy month. All in one month. So, you know, our our trial was coming up. And we had gone back and forth on trying to settle. A few times we did mediation. And we just couldn't get on the same page. And then, you know, it's crazy. Um trying to think how much I want to talk about this. But it's it's whatever. It's just a testament to my faith and everything. Natasha. I just started. Here we go again. <laughs> you are the, when, lady, guys, when I tell you, and we'll get to this, because I feel like you, this is another sign you need to launch your prayer podcast, your faith-based podcast. Sister, the fuck? I like, you prayed for this all spring. Yeah. Well, I started praying really specifically because, so here's the thing. We had this Hearing back in like May and my aunt and my grandmother came down just to kind of visit, but also to be with me because I really do have like PTSD about going into courtrooms and everything after everything that happened with Peter. And even though this is nothing like that situation at all, um, you know, we both love Harry. We both want the best things. It's just divorces are hard working out all the minutia and everything. But just the thought of being in a courtroom I was worried was just going to be devastating. So they were here. And I remember my aunt told me that her prayer group had been praying for me in Tennessee. And they prayed for specifics. They prayed that it wouldn't turn into a circus, like, you know, with all sorts of things that have nothing to do with the case. And they prayed that, you know, um, 
the judge would hear no untruths and and untruths would be silenced. That's exactly what they prayed for. We got there to go to this hearing, which could have turned into a circus. And as soon as we walked in, the judge um, called, you know, just the lawyers, wanted the rest of us to leave. She just talked to the lawyers and she's like, this is ridiculous. You guys don't need me for this hearing. You know, I'm not I'm literally not hearing this today. Like she silenced the untruths and the voices and made the lawyers work out a quick deal amongst ourselves because this was one of those like temporary hearings that I don't need to get all into it. But it's not like the big custody case. And it was unnecessary. And she just shut it down. So ever since then, I've been trying to pray very specifically. And the problem with when you get into the whole divorce and you guys get it, lawyers involved is lots of times things that you, you and your ex could probably talk about and figure out that you're on the same page about lawyers can turn into a circus and just a ton of fighting and arguing over things that aren't necessary or maybe not communicating your feelings accurately. So I started praying for um <laughs> This, this is going to sound bad to say, but I started praying for silence from the attorneys and that my ex and I, that he would be able to see my perspective and know my heart and I would be able to see his and know his heart. Because at the end of the day, we both love our son and we're both good people. You know, it's nothing like my first divorce. Um, so I prayed that the lawyers would just be silenced. And my ex and I were not speaking outside of, you know, just communication about Harry, we, we weren't talking anymore, like as friends, since lawyers got involved and it all got messy. And just out of the blue, he texted me and was like, let's try and work this out on our own. Just which like blew me away like that wouldn't I never thought that would happen in a million years. And was like, you know, we could still have our lawyers look over stuff, but let's have coffee see where we're at and see if we can just finalize this thing. Like this is a man who would not speak to me for months because you get angry when you're spending yeah. all this money on lawyers and everything. And, and I don't blame him for that. I was getting angry too. And just out of nowhere said, let's have coffee and work this out. So we did. And we were able to write our own agreement ourselves and then run it all past lawyers and have the lawyers finalize it. And something that had taken months of being unable to settle, we were able to do in like three days. It was insane. If you need a prayer, call this woman. Isn't wait, that insane? Uh, yeah. I mean, I cannot stress how out of the blue it was and how unlikely that was to happen. I mean, we just didn't have that friendship anymore for probably a year and didn't trust each other enough to be like, sure. Hey, let's just talk. Um, and yeah, so we did. And it was, it was great. You know, when you, when you get divorced, it's not, at least for me, it's not like, Oh, happy day. Like nobody ever feels like they really got everything they wanted. Sure. Cause you are getting up time with your child, even though it's necessary, it sucks. So it wasn't like a, um, I didn't feel great about it afterwards, but I did feel relieved because the other thing that I kept praying, I was like, just let what's best for Harry be what happens. 
let this agreement be what's best for the family, what's best for him, what's best for his sisters, what's best for me, what's best for his dad, just what's best for the family and help me have faith that however this turns out, even if it makes me sad, you know, because I don't want to give up a minute with my kid um, is the right thing for him. And so it was like, it was sad that it was settled. We just signed the papers a few days ago, but I do have that piece that it is what's what's going to be best for my kid, for all my kids. Wow. Which is how, oh my like, God. That's incredible. I didn't, I didn't see that that there was going to be a way that that happened. No, you literally it was had just, a prayer just answer. Did it. it was turning into a circus. Oh my God. Natasha, I'm something? so happy for you. Yeah. And you talk about giving hope. There's a lot of hope for anybody going I through. Learned, I have learned so much these last few months, Sarah. Like I was telling you over the phone and like I have this fear about talking about it on our podcast or on my social media because I like it's okay to be a spiritual person. I think people accept that. But once you start, like I would call myself I hate the terms, but like a Christian, but maybe like a progressive Christian, like I think everybody should be accepted, you know, different religions, gay, straight, trans, it's all love, you know, everybody, everybody, Jesus, God loved everyone. And it's gotten really screwed up since then, you know, and got Christians have gotten a very bad name with a lot of these politicians out there now, but you know, deep down that is my roots and that's where I get my spirituality. So I started, um, I mentioned the Priscilla Schreier podcast before. She has one on how to read your Bible. I haven't read my Bible since like middle school church because it's so boring. It's so hard to understand. But she did a great podcast. It's like the five P's on how to read your Bible. And you just take a couple verses. And I've been doing this every day for months. I started with the book of John, which turned out to be the perfect place to start because it's just it's all about love, um, that book. And I just have this feeling like I write in my journal every day, the things I get out of it. And I was like, I got to tell other people about these little nuggets and lessons and how they work in my life. Like the story I just told about settling the divorce. I feel like those are happening every day and I need to find a way to share them. But I'm so scared that people will judge me for it. I'm like, am I going to lose half my followers if I talk about being a Christian, you know? Am I, especially in like the DC area where everybody's so progressive and everything? Who cares? Like, are they going <laughs> to shun me? I know. It, well, but it's who hard. cares? But it's scary. I, I talked so, to you. Yeah. I said the same thing no, to you. This, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, look, I said the same thing to you. I have felt over the past couple of months and then having this miscarriage, I think things in my life when these happen really jolt me to think about time is so limited, right? And, and what what content do you want to give? Like I want to give, of, like I want to be of service on the podcast. It's why I feel a calling to share my personal life because highs, lows, your prayer story, that reaches one person. I told you a year ago when you and I did our three-part initial series and you told your story for the first time, I want that to be every single day of my show because that is, was to me it touched on everything it wasn't negative about the past but it was truthful and it was you know you bared your soul of everything from your addiction to rehab to being a mom to going that's what I want to give the audience and it's scary because part of my whole show has been built on pop culture 
While I love mm-hmm. pop culture and talking about some celebrities when they cross over and have these interesting stories, it is getting harder for me to go, do I find meaning? Do I find and, – and sometimes doing shows where people can just escape and, you know, not have to think a lot is a gift. So I try to remember that, like – you know, talking about housewives is like, it's an escapism for people. And that is also a good thing. But I don't know that that's where my heart is at anymore with a lot of content. So I I get it. I'm worried too. Like, shit. (laughs) I just built this top trending podcast off of that. What am I going to do now? I know. Well, I mean, you can do both, right? Yeah. And I, I think you do a podcast every day, don't you? I do a podcast every single day, and I think I can probably start leaning more into these specific topics that I want to do, but still keep a couple days a week of the pop culture stuff and strike a balance. Yeah. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But I know what yeah. you're feeling. I know no, what you're I get that because, you know, I just moved into this house. So I want to do like, you know, my sister wants me to do home decor TikToks because I suck at TikToks. She's like, you could do every room after you unpack it and, and like stuff like that. That stuff is fluffy. It's not going to change anybody's life. But I want to do that, too, just because it's fun and interesting. But, yeah, like we both have this nagging. I feel like now that we did something that actually meant a lot to people, I want to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, I take very seriously that out of the blue, God has given me this audience, this reach, and I don't want it to be for nothing, you know? I know you know, because I know you feel the same way. I feel this. And look, I've, you know, from 15 years ago, I've had this calling. I was always going to be a talk show on TV. And I, I took away today from you. I need to pray sp- more specifically because I pray very general, but I love that. I'm going to pray more specific. But I, I, when things like this have happened in my life, this miscarriage and just some moments, it's like now is the time you have to pursue that to every nth degree. Are you doing that every day or are you fearful and doing things that are distracting you from that? And it's a lot of times it's fearful and doing a lot of things that are distracting me from it. I, I look, I think you should totally lean in. 
And I, I think you should follow your heart. God hasn't led you astray one fucking time. So you shouldn't question anything. Girl, if I were you, I'd be like, if that's what God is coming up and God is saying to you in messages, I would lean in. Because I bet there's a lot more progressive Christians in the D.C. area than you would even know. But they're probably the same way. You know, it's gotten this bad rep of like, if you're a Christian, you're super conservative and you must be anti-trans. And and I think there's just way more people like you than there are anything like that. I hope so. I really hope so. Yes. I just um, ordered this book. There's a woman I follow. It's a political thing. Um, Blue Dot. Oh, shoot. What was I forgot her name. Blue Dot something on. She's big on TikTok and Instagram. And she's all about, you know, she's a liberal and oppressive and everything, but she's a Christian too. And she recommended this book. Um, it's called John Wayne and Jesus. And it's kind of, I haven't read it yet, but it's supposed to be all about how like Christians ended up like getting a really bad name because of the way it's been politicized. It kind of destroyed the heart of it. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't want it to be just Christians that I can, you know, share what I'm learning with. It's anybody who believes in, in that there's something bigger than themselves. You know, that's like what you learn in the program. I don't care if it's Jesus or, you know, Allah or you're Jewish or whatever you are, um, Buddhist, whatever it's, it's believing in something bigger than yourself and that, that spirituality and that, and I, I, yeah. Girl, I, so lean I, I hope you're right. And lean I mean, in. just your story alone, lean. my God, if somebody is having something in their lives and they're wavering or they're not sure, I mean, my God, you are like the poster woman for, I mean, you know, single mom, just so many things like you keep prevailing. So I think you got to share that message ASAP, whatever it is, podcast forum, Instagram live, Instagram forum, plus like you said, your DIY. And I feel the same way. Like I do love a good reality show. I have for years. Like I loved that part of the Kane show too, like the fun pop culture part. But yeah, I've just, I, I too feel like I really want to do these like eclectic interviews, you know, and, and I want to do things where like I don't know, you bring people together. Like I, I used to love with Oprah. Like Oprah had one time, she had a guy who was a descendant of plantation owners who owned slaves. And then she found the ancestors of those slaves and he apologized to them on behalf of his family. It was like the most amazing, you're like, that's what I want to create. That's what I created with you in a different, not comparing, but. And there's nothing like that anymore. Nothing. I, I would nothing. watch Oprah every day at four o'clock. And I remember like crying watching it because it had heart. And there were some fun episodes and stuff, but it had heart. And there's nobody doing that right now, Sarah. I That's mean, where I, I want to say you could be the next Oprah, <laughs> but I'm kind of saying we need a next Oprah. You need something with some substance and in things that were like juxtaposed. Like she would bring people and situations that were, you know, I was a Nazi and now I'm not, you know what I mean? But, but like that is really yeah. happening for people. But we, you don't hear those stories anymore. Like it's always no. so. I Everything don't, I don't, is hate and hate. negativity. And I refuse to believe that is well, really the world we're living in. 
I agree. And nobody wants to apologize anymore. You know, we're at this thing of like, take a stance and don't apologize. Whereas Oprah's show was like about making amends and about, it's about making you think, making, making you, you think, think outside of your little box. I, dude, I've always had that calling and I'm like, fuck, I got to get it together and figure out how to create that a lot of the time. And then, yeah, like, and she, and Oprah would do the same thing. She'd have Jennifer Aniston on or Brad Pitt and they'd talk fluff and then they'd talk maybe something serious, but she she did that or, or Oprah, Oprah would do like, oh, how to create your best, I don't know, summer pecan pie. You know, they do some of that too, you yeah. know? You're not getting any younger. I'm not getting any younger. We should probably start figuring this out now. <laughs> then we said to each other on the phone, we're going to be each other's accountability coach, <laughs> which yep. I love. A hundred percent. We're going to check in with each other. time goes by too quickly. Every Before month. you know it, it's one year later. I love it. Dude, yeah. I want to check in with you every month. And maybe we do that just every month we do our podcast check-in. And like you have to bless us with like a good prayer or a good like like a Bible quote that you read like that kicks us off. And then we talk about, okay, did we achieve what we set out to achieve this month? Where do we feel like we're lacking? What is God telling us? Are we listening? You know, like we could just check in. I love that. I love that so much. And listeners could do it with us. Do it. We could all be like each other's accountability partners Partners of, are we moving forward and becoming the woman that we always wanted to be and that we're called to be? Oh my God, I'm writing this down even though we're recording it and I could listen back a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, write it down because I forget things about 20 seconds after they happen. Are we becoming the woman that we always wanted to be and that we are called to be? One month at a time. Oh, my God. I love it. I okay. love it, too. All right. That's what we're doing every month. That's what we're doing. Do you see my new tattoo, by the okay, way? Okay. Tell me about your shot? new – okay. Tell me about your so, new tattoo. It's obviously – everybody can't see this. I have to remember this is a podcast, Natasha. It's a heart on my ring finger on my left hand. And I wanted to get this. I actually – um, you know, have you heard of Inkbox? They're like – fancy temporary tattoos. They're really beautiful artwork. Actually, I don't know if I recommend it. They're kind of overpriced, but I ordered one from there and wore it for like a couple of weeks. And it was a heart to see if I liked it first. And then when I was with my sister for her bachelorette party, because every time my sisters and I are together, somehow we end up with a stupid tattoo, but I went ahead and got this one. Um, and I wanted to do it because in these last, let's see, we separated Almost two years ago, this October will have been two years since my um, my son's dad and I separated. Um, I really, it took a long time to understand that I was really sad not to wear a ring on this finger anymore. Like I wondered, ah. who does that make me? I just wanted to be a wife. I wanted this relationship to work. I wanted to be that that's who I pictured myself as the woman, you know, that we're meant to be. And when that ring was gone on this finger, I like, I've lost a lot of validity in myself and just in the relationship, honestly, you lose a lot of yourself in a relationship and it all becomes, especially when like right before divorce and when it's all falling apart, it all becomes about what's wrong with the relationship and making the other person happy. And you just exhaust yourself and forget about who you really are. Um, so I wanted to remind myself if I ever get married again, you know, that this is the time of discovery for me, 
Like it's so freaking cheesy, but I'm married to myself now. I'm married to my faith now. And instead of a ring on this finger, like when I look down making, which would make me feel good about myself, it would tell me somebody loves me. Instead of feeling bad, like that this finger is naked, like nobody loves me. It's I love me, you know? So yeah. that's why I wanted to get it and wanted to tell you about it. Oh my God. I and it's like when it. my mom saw it, she goes, because my mom was very anti-tattoo, but she goes, what are you going to do if you ever get married again? And I just kind of like was a bit of a smart ass. And I was like, I'll just marry somebody who can buy a big enough rock to cover it up. <laughs> just <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. Your mom must have loved that answer. That's a good answer. Oh, she just rolled her eyes. And she's like, a poor man can be good too. I was like, I know, mom. I'm just trying to be a brat. Just a joke, mama. Oh my God. Nat, that's awesome. You uh, look, I know you feel the same about me, but I feel for you, the next decade is all is you is you. It's all about you. And, you know, you've done a great job with these beautiful children and, you know, they're only going to thrive more. And I, I, you know, we'll just see. I mean, I, I feel like you are going to find that guy that's just so healed and you two are going to be so right. I don't know if you'll get married, but you'll be like so together. Like, but I think you're doing you right now, which is exactly where you need to be. Just falling in love with you and having so much confidence and, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And just for the first time, really believing, not just saying it, but really believing that I am enough to make myself happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's been a decade of the other man in my life and make, trying endlessly to make him happy. And honestly, not just doing it out of like selflessness because I love the other person, but because that is where I found my my validity in life was in my marriage, in my relationship. Like that is where I found like my felt a sense of love. That is where I felt like an importance in life was through a relationship with a man. And that's like the screwed up way to do it. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope you're right. It's it feels good to finally at freaking 40 and two divorces, but finally truly understand that that I can be happy with myself. Hey, I mean, you had to go through it to get, you know, to the other side and get to the place of happiness. We're all on a journey. I, I get it. I get it. And it's, I, I, I love it for you because from the moment I met you years ago, you always wanted to be a mom. You wanted to be married. And, you know, that like, that was your like identity, really. You know, so I love seeing you just like be married to you, like date you, for, you know, because all that's going to come. But like, isn't it going to be amazing when it comes from somebody who's totally like healed and shows up for you and they're there and uh, yeah. Is fulfilled in themselves. Like yes. not Yes, I right. I tend to marry men and that, you know, me being codependent, like, and having a partner who needs that, you know, and when you're codependent, you endlessly give. So it'll be nice to do it differently one day. Did I tell you, by the way, I feel like we've been talking forever and we need to wrap up, but did I tell you that when I flew to Florida to go to my sister's bachelorette party, the pilot picked me up? Wait, the, like hit on you or like picked yeah, you up? Yeah, asked it, me out. Oh, really? Got my number. <laughs> Are you going to go out with him? I love it. I don't know. I haven't been on a date in, oh my gosh, over a year, maybe a year and a half. 
but he was really cute and like he was hitting on me on the way in and then he waited for me to like deplane and I had no makeup on. I was in my flying clothes, like my jumper and everything, but we've texted some, I don't know. I can't decide if I yes want to introduce that in my life right now or not. Going for a drink or going for dinner or it doesn't mean you're introducing any, it doesn't mean anything. Go and see. It would be fun to just get out of the house. Oh my God, go and see. Yeah, you got nothing to lose. He doesn't even live here though. So he's got to be one of those pilots that, you know, has a girl in every city or whatever. But maybe that's okay just to go out when he's in DC. You're married to you. You're not looking for, you know, like if it happens, great. When the time is right. I'm not looking for a relationship right now. I don't have the headspace for a relationship right now. You can be his DC gal. Awesome. And then he leaves (laughs) and you can be like, great. He's leaving. Terrific. I don't have to invest any emotional... Yay! He's here rubbing hot sex. Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> good for you. That's it. all you need. Oh my god, I love it. I have good luck on airplanes. Oh. That's where I met Schman, so I say yes. Pilots are cute. I guess it's just a uniform. That's all you basically need is a uniform, and I'll be attracted to you. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, does it? Um. All right, Natasha. Where do people follow you? Um, you and I are going to, you know, we kind of said we're going to pursue our our goals. We've always been so open with each other about where this podcast was going to head. But I think we want to continue to check in every month, kind of like what we talked about with this episode and opening it up to our listeners that if you want to be held accountable, email us. What do you want us to check in with you about in a month? Uh, DM us, you know. Any time along the way, if there is something you have a question about, you'd like us to talk about, you want us to check in with you in a month, hell, we'll, we may call you, put you on this show. So just DM at the Sarah Fraser Show or at Ms. Pink Monster. Yep, Ms. Pink Monster. I love that. I would love to hear hear back from women. Um, Come be on the show with us. On yeah. our little account, you want to be in our little accountability group, our little monthly group, making sure we're all moving. Finally, actually moving in the direction that um, we're called to be. Love it. All right, my friend. Love you. It's so good to see you. I love you so much. You call me anytime. You know that, right? I Day will. Or night. I, you, I, yes, I know. I will. Promise? Promise. Promise. Yes. You've been on my mind. I was inundated with things yesterday and just overwhelmed but then I knew we were going to talk today so I was like okay good I'll, I'll get my my feel so, get your fill get your fill all right now All we'll right. talk to you soon we'll talk in a month Bye. Bye.